Welcome to the Seeking Success Podcast. We're here to help you reach your career goals. Are you considering a career change? Is your career in a slump? Are you trying to get ahead, struggling or striving? Then you are in the right place. We share resume, LinkedIn profile, and interviewing advice from an award-winning nationally recognized career expert, Tamara Dowling. Today, I'm going to share resume advice that you can't take to the bank. Today, we are delving into several ill-advised resume strategies that you can't take to the bank. Don't worry, because we're also sharing solid advice based on proven job search principles. Sometimes you see advice often enough that you accept it as valid. Why is some of this advice so rampant? Just because anyone can post advice online does not mean anyone is qualified to share resume advice. Secondly, tactics that were effective in 1999 may not be in step with today's job market, although that information may still be online. Lastly, advice that is suitable for someone else's situation may be disastrous for your situation. Let's examine the top five worst. Number one, your resume must be one page. Not necessarily. Readability is critical. If you create a one-page resume, but it is difficult to read, it is less likely to be read entirely. When writing your resume, strive for your resume to be long enough to concisely share your relevant experience, education, and expertise. For most professionals, that is two pages. One-page resumes are rare and generally only suitable for candidates with very limited experience, such as new graduates. Number two, it is smart to include hobbies and interests so the reader can connect with you. Not really. From top to bottom, your resume has the primary goal of proving that you are the ideal candidate for the target job. Consider each item of information for relevance. Remove content that is a distraction such as sports, interest, hobbies, and social activities. The exception is an activity or an achievement that supports your goal. For example, if you are a club tennis champ applying for a job with a major tennis shoe company, your tennis accomplishments would be relevant. Number three, I only need to add my current job in order to update my resume. Nope, that's not an effective strategy. This may be the worst advice of all because it can decrease your chances in a job search. If you only add new job details over time, you're not promoting yourself as best you can. Instead, revamp your resume to reflect your current career goal. Update all parts of your resume to feature accomplishments relevant to your goal. Streamline content in past jobs and possibly truncate the earliest history. Update your skills and take a moment to revise your profile. Number four, more skills on my resume equals more interviews. Nope, not usually. Some may say more is better, right? Wrong. Listing every technology technique and expertise from the span of your career will result in a long resume, one that may not be entirely read. It also means that outmoded, less relevant skills may distract from the top skills the target employer is seeking. This is a case of quality over quantity. Focus on the skills relevant to your job target. Number five, copying and pasting your job description is a great idea. Never. This one may save you a bit of time. However, your resume will be more compelling if you use the description as inspiration when writing your resume. Each job shown in your resume should include an overview of your major functions, scope of authority, and most importantly, your major accomplishments. Accomplishments are not likely found in the corporate job description. Accomplishments are your unique contributions, often those things above and beyond the job description. 
To sum it up, excellent resume writing is based on best practices. One of those practices is that each job seeker's case is unique. The decisions regarding the length of a resume, content, and structure are determined by the job seeker's goals in all aspects of their history. If you have questions about your job strategy, contact me at td at seekingsuccess.com. I would be happy to help you. Let's check today's email inbox. Today's question is about how to present professional licenses on a resume. The question is, I have two professional licenses that expired in 2014. Should I include them on my resume? Licenses and certifications are important in many careers. In some occupations, you are required to hold an active license to perform in that occupation. Therefore, accurately stating this information on your resume is very important. First, when listing a license or certification, be sure that you're using the correct name for the license or certification. Also, list the organization that sponsored or issued the license. And in some cases, it is appropriate to list a license number. Second, if your license is inactive, check with the issuer of the license or certification so that you know if there are rules against continuing to list an inactive license on your resume or LinkedIn profile. In most cases, you can write the word inactive before the license name. After the license name, write the starting and ending years of the licensure within parentheses. Third, if the inactive license is not relevant to your current goal, omit it from your resume. And last, if you are currently taking courses in pursuit of a license or certification, but it is not yet complete, you may be able to include this on your resume. Check with the sponsoring organization. In some cases, it is proper to write the word candidate before the license name and an, an anticipated date of completion in parentheses following the license name. In other cases, candidates are advised by the organization to only list program courses completed to date. Thanks for the question. If you have a question, please write us at td at seekingsuccess.com. It's time for the tip of the day. Add punch to your accomplishments by including measured results such as dollar figures. However, what if you don't have such details going back through the last 10 years? Most people don't have access to stats going back to the dawn of their career. There are some tips for finding this information. For example, check your records for past performance evaluations. Read the LinkedIn profile for former colleagues and their history may jog your memory. You can also do a little research on your former employer so you can gather figures on scope of major projects. However, if you're unable to find those details, estimate as best you can based on what you recall. Never falsify, but estimating is fine. Estimating is better than omitting a number entirely. Dollars, numbers, and percentages put your accomplishments into context. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. Each person is unique based on career history, strengths, and goals. The suggestions that we share in our podcast are guidelines. If you have a resume or job search quandary, write me. I would be happy to help. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will listen again. In the meantime, please visit us online at seekingsuccess.com. That's S-E-E-K-I-N-G-S-U-C-C-E-S-S dot -E -E -S -S com.